The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to yet another session here at the KickPod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting world-renowned martial artists past, present, and possibly future. Alright, so before I kind of get on with my episode, um, I want to kind of reflect on last year's pandemic strike with the COVID-19, of course, uh, this affected a lot of people, including me, you know, either people got affected with the virus, they either died or survived from it, Uh, a lot of jobs were eliminated because of the pandemic, and yet, um, yet, um, you're talking about movie theaters, restaurants, gyms, and pretty much other, other businesses closed due to the pandemic, and, you know, just reflecting on my effect on how the pandemic affected me you know um if i can recall last year um, i was laid off temporarily from my job i mean well luckily it was only two months but you know it definitely impacted me because um you know i was basically sitting around you know not working not having a job you know i had to rely on unemployment benefits you know I could be fortunate of that, but nevertheless, not being able to get up and go to work, you know, really, it kind of affected me. But on a positive side, you know, it gave me opportunity to regroup. You know, that's what we did last year when everything started to close. You know, we sat around, we we regrouped, we tried to figure out a plan of how to beat the pandemic. You know, that's what I did. You know. It's other than just sitting around feeling sorry for myself, you know, I decided to, you know, get back in shape, you know, trying to get get myself ready for when things open up again. You know, that's what I did. You know, I went from being like, it's like two, 240 to like two, 214, you know, yeah, I lost a little weight and I'm really continuing that journey. At least I want to get to 200. 200 or less, I want to at least be back to where I looked, what I looked like 10 years ago. You know, I was in my best shape 10 years ago. Around that time, I was, like, really hitting a gym. And around that time, I didn't have much of a full-time job. I had a lot of time in my hand. But nevertheless, um, I was really geared up and really itching to be, be back in shape. You know, go taking my runs outside, getting early morning workouts. At least trying to get myself back to back to where I used to be and other than getting myself back in shape you know I had an opportunity to start this this pod this new podcast the kick pod and I think we're almost close to the anniversary date when I first got the first episode out so I'm really excited about that but you know with the year with the year of course I got only got so far I had two guests you know and I reflected on like certain subjects, movies, and even um, highlighted certain martial artists. 
that really made an impact in martial arts. So um, that that's definitely a I could say that's a blessing. You know, I don't go out and talk to people as much and really tell them what I'm all about. But this kick pod really gives people an opportunity of what I'm all, what, what I'm all about, my knowledge and what true martial arts really stands for. So first of all, I'd like to thank all the listeners who take the time to listen to me. You know, I'm honestly, I'm not going to give the best episodes every week, but you know, I'm, always looking for a good episode to at least talk about something that really gets comes to mind and definitely i want to thank everybody for that okay so with today's subject um i'm going to talk about the gamified learning in martial arts now gamified learning i got that from um a workshop i did a, a while back a couple weeks ago mostly a fitness workshop you know and we did our thing we did like um the upcoming classes that we're we're going to do well definitely at the end of the workshop um somebody was talking about gamified learning there are the four s's of gamified learning there's the scholars there's strivers socialites and slayers I mean, when you think about it, these are the type of people you might encounter. This pretty much applies to everything in life other than martial art. I mean, you kind of talk about um, the gamified learning. Um, You got Scott, you got the people that you surround yourself with, the type of people that are good, are, are, well, put it this way, you know, you see people of how they are, like, how they want to learn, how they, where they want to be. The way they learn is based on where they want to go. So really, you got all these these great, um, you got these great um, um, gamified learning. The people, different ways people learn, and the word gamified is like how they play the game, how how they do this. All right, so pretty much, I could say out of all of these four S's. I say I'm a little bit of everything, you know, I'm a scholar, a scratch driver, socialite, or even a slayer, but you know, a lot of these have a negative, a positive, negative setback, so I want to at least have an opportunity to talk about each of these, so I'm going to start with a scholar, when you hear the word scholar, when you think of, you think of highly educated or just simply a learner. So the thing about a scholar, they're the type of people that ask questions, basically want to know the why. Like if they're not sure of something, they ask questions like you want to know why this happens or what do I need to do to make this to, to make it work? Like, for instance, like, you know, like they ask, like, why, why this self-defense technique works better than anybody else or why do we need only why we just use one technique or we just use well well, why do we learn katas all right so definitely i would tell them like you know everything that you learn base is based on your interest i mean you might find katas interesting it may help you with coordination you may 
you may like to do sparring. You know, there's a lot of people sparring, but I should say you need to learn from traditional techniques before you learn sparring, like how to fight. You know, without traditional, without a traditional set or a traditional um set, a move set. I mean, everything that you do looks like like doesn't look great. I mean, you want to make sure you have that coordination skills to be able to fight good in sparring. Like, really, even traditional techniques can work in sparring. All right, so, so the thing about scholars, they go to seminars. And, you know, with seminars, there's always a different point of view about a certain subject. You know, the best thing that, um, well, best example is the International Training Conference that I go to every year. Uh, you know, there's always different people that have a different point of view of how to do something, like how to spar, how to how to um, do self-defense, or even how to even do blocks. Like you have, like really, like last last time I've been to like the the convention, you know, I were um learned how to do different takedowns, and of course um we did a seminar with um. Benny the Jet Akitas, that he was teaching us like different ways of sparring. I mean, it's his um interpretation since he's like a world champion kickboxer, a former world champion kickboxer. So he's giving us our ex expertise, his expertise on how to be a champion, or at least his way. I mean, people he can show you his way, but yet you can modify it using his his tactics, his learning this abilities all right so it's best to always educate your karate students you know one person that i've been watching lately uh, jason wilson of course he, he i follow him on instagram of course i think he's on facebook and i i'm subscribed to his um youtube channel and i come across um some of his um videos or his um posts you know other than teaching martial arts he also educates his students with the Bible, um, you know, like reading verses from the Bible pertaining to what he is teaching. And, you know, he's very um, highly known in emotional stability. You know, definitely if your emotion is not, is not in checked, you know, how are you going to react to a situation? How are you going to behave or how you gonna how you gonna deal with a situation if your emotions is not really in checked? I mean, you want to be high command with your emotions, really stable. So with martial arts, you know, I guess he puts like you don't want to show fear or any anger when it comes to your training. And definitely something compared to me, you know, I kind of use the term of use. A house a base of a house I mean what happens if a house doesn't have a base the house falls so it's no different with your emotional stability if your if your emotion doesn't have a base then everything that you do is gonna fall then you're gonna fall apart so everything has to be solid your emotions your your men your mentality your strength and your spirit, 
everything has to have sort of some type of stability. If if you don't have that stability, you fall apart. So pretty simple. So you really want to really have yourself in check before you do anything. It's always best to really think if you're going to be out of control, take a breather and kind of regroup, reset. So just think about when I talk to my students, you know, you come to class, you want to have us, you want to be stable, you want to be emotional, you want to be focused. So I come to karate to teach you, but you got to be prepared, you know. And, you know, another another person to mention, Jesse Incamp, the karate nerd. I also follow him on Instagram and Facebook and on um, YouTube. You know, he keeps himself educated by knowing the history behind certain martial arts styles. You know, definitely, you know, he really interprets, like, what what looks like it works, what looks similar, and even, like, how certain styles were created so like i said if you have an opportunity to um research and look at um true martial arts i mean really research um jesse Incamp. he really well not a lot of people are really um warmed up to him but you know some of the things that he says make sense all right and i kind of really interpret and of what he um what he says and another person that's really a high scholar in martial arts is Bruce Lee. And you know that famous saying that he was he would say, the usefulness of the cup is its emptiness. You know, you know, simple simply he would be he would say, you know, you gotta be teachable, humble, and accepting. You know, but there's gotta be no ego, you know. No, you gotta be willing to be teachable. You, you know what I mean. You gotta make sure if some if you have an empty cup, you know you got to really. Well, what's the point of somebody offering you something if your cup is already full? I mean, you you choose to, to uh, fill your own cup, but yet when somebody offers you a better alternative, a better drink. I mean, and your cup is already full. I mean, that's that's useless. There's the cup is use useless. The I mean, the usefulness of the cup is its emptiness. So, you offer a cup, you offer to drink somebody's knowledge or somebody's teachings. I mean, that cup has to be empty. I mean, that's the one thing. The one that's the one negative thing that you don't want to do, and that's what slayers do. Slayers really tried to, so you don't want to turn yourself into a slayer. So that's be the negative thing for scholars. You know, some scholars get to the point where they know everything that they want to be slayed. They want to really destroy somebody else's credibility. So that's the one thing you want to stay away from. You know, but yet some scholars come to be strivers. And that's what I'm going to talk about next, the strivers. Strivers are basically hard work, hard workers, or determined people. You know, finding a way to improve, using others' motivations, and always competing. You know, you you compete with the other person, or you compete with yourself. You know, 
trying to improve. You know, I tell my students the importance of training before class. You know, training e equals preparation. And, you know, definitely the one thing that I try to do more than trying to do more other than that. You know, um, I you know I tell I do, I try to say training versus practicing. You know, I don't tell people tell my students to practice. You know, and the reason reason for that is you know when you're telling somebody to train, you're preparing for the work, versus telling them to practice. You know, you're telling them go to work. You know, I rather tell my students um, to to train versus practice. You know, training shouldn't be shouldn't take you more than one to three minutes. I mean, that's all you need when it comes to your training. You're, you're training to prepare for the, the work. I mean, practice, you know, if you tell them to practice, you tell them to go to work. Like after after they've um, gone, gone to training or gone to class. You know, you want to be prepared for the, for the training or for the practice, for the work, for the war. I mean, and with that being said, you'll be more prepared for the test. You know, as a as a karate instructor, you know, I train myself to prepare to teach. You know, I always try to go over certain things that I, I know I would take the time like away from my job. Like, you know, really the best thing I can do is when I go to the bathroom or go someplace, I kind of try to work on, try to like, come up with a plan. An agenda, you know, I I'm kind of catch myself doing blocks or doing kicks. No, I want to be able to be ready and prepare to teach my students. So I train too, you know. And even if I'm like broken up, I still train, you know. But you know, the great thing about strivers, yeah, they can become scholars and become socialites. You know, the thing about socialites, I'll go get to that next. But you know. But on the negative side, but for the negative side, even strivers could be slayers too. You know, that's, you don't want to get to that point, you know, the negative side. You know, between being a, a, a scholar and a striver, you know, they can turn into a slayer easily. You know, you see somebody that's doing better than you, you want to try to destroy that person's, um, reputation I mean knowing that that person's is setting a good example for themselves and for others but yet you see that as a threat to your success and you want you you always want that glory so I'll get to that later but you know people who are like top world champions are strivers like I mentioned Benny, Benny the Jet Akitas a world from former world kickboxing champion and you got people like um who i mentioned last week uh for d for d uh, gibbs the uh, a woman's champion and you got people like people that really strive for really train themselves to be world champions you know you got ronda rousey gold medalist of course you got um chloe bruce I mean, a lot of world champions, you know, of course, you had Howard Jackson, so many people that really worked themselves to get to where they need to be. I mean, of course, yeah, 
so many people are strivers, even me. All right, going to our next S is socialite, mostly a groupie or a person who likes to be with others. So this is the great thing about martial arts training. You know, you never want to train alone. And, you know, I was looking at a video of, um, I'm going back to Jason Wilson. And he was talking about it takes a village to train somebody. You know, don't think it just takes one individual to train somebody. It takes a village. And imagine, like, how many people that I wanted to train with to help me at least prepare for my my next test. You know, definitely, you know, you got, well, let's face it. If you're going for the last physical test of your whole martial arts career, no doubt people are going to breathe down your neck because it's an opportunity. And yet, see, I can tell you, like, um, of all the people that really pushed me to be ready for that fourth degree test, <sighs> I really must, you know, I shouldn't be mad at them, but, you know, but, you know, I had to thank them, you know, there's always people out there that's, that knows a lot about where you're going. So you got to know really that there's people that want to see you succeed. And, you know, that's great to be like a group of people hanging out, basically doing things together. You know, definitely you can have a group of scholars and a group of uh, strivers you know that's pretty much how things are so let me talk about the types of socialites in martial arts you know you got demo teams and yeah just reflecting of how many times um, I've been on the demo team you know we usually do our our training for like the like a kids to like a local kids tournament or we train for our convention you know, it involves a lot of teamwork and training, training time. You know, I can imagine like what, and you know, it's not about what who. That's it's not about who's um, who's better. It's no, it's about just being part of a team. You know, not people are not gonna look at one person doing tricks and everything. You know, they look at everybody. It takes a team to make a double team look good. So this is. What great about socialites, you know, demo teams really train, practice, do whatever, just to become, just become like, uh, become great. I mean, that's what socialites, you're going to see that a lot if you're training, you know, people to hang out a lot, you know, other than just training, you know, you go out and hang out and do, I remember we did like campfires, we'd have parties, I mean, that's what great demo teams do I mean I mean just the thing that's just this is what makes martial arts real great you know the lot of friends that you come up with all right then of course there's competitive teams that come for competition you have sparring they really are socialites you know you want to really like really they would train train hours you know definitely for most people you would um train in sparring train in kata like of course train weapons you know really exchanging ideas really trying to get yourself ready but one movie i can think of um 
is um, best of the best. Of course, you had um, Team USC versus Team Korea. And, of course, you got um, the coach of the American team, of course, played by James Earl Jones, was telling him that you're, you're representing your country. You know, a team is not a team if you don't care about one another. So, really, if you're on a competitive team, no matter who's good, who's worse, you work as a team to become win- to become a winner. And, you know, really, you got, well, let's just say they they made a loss, but they acted like a team. You know, that's just something to really think about when you're doing team competition is that you work as a team. You always encourage one person to get better. So definitely competitive teams, and of course you got Christ schools. I mean, you know, really, let's look at that this way. I feel like there shouldn't be any competition with between Christ schools. You know, all Christ schools should be all together in harmony. You know, definitely the one thing that I used to enjoy is like before all this came downhill. You know, I would occasionally. You know, there's another this one cry instructor from another school, he would invite me to um his after school programs and you know, I would demonstrate um you know, I wish I could still do that, you know. I mean, he had me go this um to these after school programs and really demonstrate like my martial arts style. You know, I would do this for like trouble kids. You know, that's the thing I miss, really trying to reach out to kids out there. You know, kids are just out there doing the wrong things and really um, are not got their heads straight. So I really go out there and do things for them and really show them that you could be successful. So, of course, you know, Christ schools have seminars. You know, you learn from another Christ style. You know, I remember taking like... uh, grappling you know we used to do like i remember doing like a tricking seminar yeah i think a a uh, a demo team came to a school and i um did we did like tricking you know for me tricking was the thing i used to do you know i can't do it as much anymore because um you know i guess getting old really pays its price hey, but nevertheless you know that's something that really i was interested in Oh, hope they work. All right, but let me talk about the the cons to this being a socialite. You know, likely can turn into a slayer. You know, I'm gonna talk about that all the time. You know, it could be a team of slayers, or one person out of that socialite group can be a slayer. Can change. You know, you have that one person that wants that push. You know, everybody wants to be a leader, a champion, have that sense of importance. You know, you see that one person that has, like, that sense of importance, and you want to be in that position. You know, there's times that I want to be that guy, want to be that champion. But I figured that, you know, you're a champion no matter if you have a trophy or not. The A true champion is the person that gets that gets admired you know you get that accolades you know it doesn't take a a trophy or a medal to get the accolades you know you get people telling you that 
you are you as you are good. I mean, you could be great, but you know you're perfect just the way you are. You know you don't have nothing to prove. I mean, everybody feels like they have something to prove because that person that you see that one person getting the push. You know, but you know that's the thing. But even leaders can be slayers of a socialite. You know, that's what really pushes a group to separate. You know, you don't you want to be that best person, but you don't want to be the person that puts every, that slays everybody. You know. All right, so definitely since we're talking about slayers, let's get to that subject. You know, there's always that's that negative thing you want to get away from. I mean. That's definitely if you're a slayer, you're the perimeter of the stage, you know, person who wants to destroy, you know, destroy somebody's image, reputation and confidence. So, you know, you see, like, look at this for this instant, you know, you got um, you got that cry instructor. You know, you always, you know, I kind of feel like feel like I'm a slayer, not on purpose, but, you know. You know, I trained for 20 years, you know, the same cry, I had uh, the same cry instructor that trained me, he's still doing it, but um, other than him being a, being ahead of me, you know, he's still a first degree and I'm a fourth degree, you know, he's the one that trained me and he, of course, he didn't choose not to test. And of course, I got another instructor, of course, he trained me and um, well, before I got to my black belt, you know, he trained me up the black belt, and of course, um, from there, I I got passed him too. So basically, there's two instructors that I'm ahead of, but you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, of course, I'm not ahead of my main instructor. Uh, of course, um, he's he's already a master rank, and I haven't got to that point yet. So he's way ahead of me. So I'm at the point where I want to at least get be at that master rank. But not to say that there's any too much negativity in Slayer. You know, there's a positive Slayer. You know, you could be a Slayer of your own fear or your self-doubt. Or definitely you could be a Slayer to hate. You know, definitely the thing about fear, you know, people are so fearful of what, what might happen to them. You know, for me, you know fear of failure the fear of not being good enough but you know you always have to be that person to conquer that type of slayer i mean you want to be the best that you can be you know a lot of people may expect more out of you and you know really and it kind of bothers me that um no i was watching a move or of course for you mighty duck fans um you know, of course, uh, the new series came out, um, Mighty Ducks Game Changer. And, of course, you got um, you got this um, one player that's striving to be a Mighty Duck. But, um, of course, he gets cut from a team because that one person or the coach didn't see him as um, duck material. And, you know, that's the type of slayers that you're going to type of, you're gonna type of slayers that you see. People that really destroy people but you know that's but you know that's um that's something that you don't want to do you want to get an opportunity 
But nevertheless, um, you know, you got that positive slayer, you know. That's what they did. They made their own team. You know, all the self-doubts that you put in. You just, it's all about just going out there and playing, not being champions. You know, if you know if being a champion is more important to you than just doing your best, then, you know, you're better off being, dis- like, being, getting rid of, being destroyed. So, there's no such thing as self-doubt or hate or even fear. So really think about those, these four S's when you're either in martial arts, at your job, even at the gym. Every place else has these four S's. So you want to take a look out at people, people like around you, see how they are, like see how they react. And then you can really narrow down of who they are, who you can associate yourself with to really find out your um your true um your true push in life so if you see a slayer likely you're a person that's a person you don't want to hang out with i mean if you see a scholar that's somebody you want to learn from but likely scholars can be slayers you see that striver you know you're the person that wants to push yourself but you don't want to be a slayer a negative slayer but you want to be a positive slayer you want to be a slayer that wants to push themselves and try to forget like that self-doubt so believe me like if you actually think about these four s's then you can yeah you'll you'll see it in yourself okay so just think about it the four s's of gamified learning in martial arts or anything else okay so that kind of concludes my episode of course um uh, of course, I was enjoying um, talking about Women's History Month. I mean, of course, um, I already did my post of on Instagram, my last post of a hope like all those ladies that um, that I mentioned with the 30, 31 days. Um, I hope yeah, you really know that I really appreciate you, pre- appreciate you. And I know the same way it goes back to you guys really enjoying Enjoy at least paying attention to me. Hey, so really give your thanks out to the ladies out there, the women that made an impact. Even your own parents, even your own mother, your your aunts and your grandma, even your your siblings. I mean, really give props to them. Hey, so so that concludes my um, episode, and I'd like to give you the insider of some more episodes and i'll see you next time for another session this is tj williams with the kick pod dojo